Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, Andy Dugan, David Bush, Rob Patsky, Jory Webb, Kelly Breckner, Nate Edison, and Wes Anderson. May the force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to another episode of Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast here at Chopper Base. I think that's, I think that's what we call it. <laughs> I, I'm not here alone in Chopper Base um, and fighting the good fight. I uh, am joined by the lovely Holly. Holly, how you doing in Chopper Base? I'm doing great in Chopper Base, Michael. How are you doing in Chopper Base? I'm superb. 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 That's like a very positive. Did I oh, sound yeah. like I was in? I was from the Midwest. There. What did you say that made you sound like you were from the Midwest? Positive. I'm positive. No, I, uh, is that, I don't know if, that, if that's a Midwest thing. I, don't. I think it is. Well, how do you say it in Maine? Just positive. Uh, people say like, "Yeah, that's like." Yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah, like everyone sounds like they're like having a stroke or something yeah <laughs> yeah no i don't know when i moved to ohio everyone always said my name hallie 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 no there's it's, there, there's a difference between hallie and holly right but i thought it was like an ohio thing that nah. your o's sound like a's here i think you were just speaking to someone who had you know a speech impediment or something like myself i don't think that also from the midwest I have but a question. Not a speech impediment. Do you consider I just, an accent a speech impediment? Well, if you're calling someone <laughs> Hallie, <laughs> whose name is Holly, then yes. No. It, or just a different enunciation. I, I was going to say, maybe it was Fran Drescher, and I'm just in the wrong region. Who? Fran? The nanny? The nanny. Get out of here oh with that. Oh, my God. I, I, can, I can talk about speech impediments because I have one. You do not. I have a speech impediment, uh, and so I can talk about that openly, and that's okay. And do I happen to have a podcast? Yes. Is that probably the best combination? No. But I just got really close to the mic. I just like rested my chin on it. Like why? <laughs> what? Like were you in suspense? You're like, like, what's he gonna say next? That speech impediment. Who knows? I was like leaning in to listen. See there. I think You're it's just li- too close to me. I'm gonna get you a chin rest. <laughs> that's the next Patreon listeners. <laughs> Here is your opportunity to donate to the podcast, and and you know uh, those funds are going to a chin rest for Holly, where you you can rest during the podcast. I won't be able to understand you, but literally the laziest person ever. I can't even hold my own head up. Yeah, I mean uh, you have a mic stand holding the mic. You know, you, it's not like you have to hold your earphones. You're sitting down, but you need a chin rest. I do. Yeah, heavy head, a lot on my mind. I'm gonna build you a chin rest. It's like the uh, you, you know what you're doing. You're you're getting yourself prepared to go to the eye doctor. That's what it is because the eye doctor ha- puts you in one of those. You have to like lean forward into it and put your chin in the thing, and then they stare into your soul. I've never been to the eye doctor, but I heard <sighs> that they do a little puff puff in your eye. Uh, this is a problem. <laughs> you're nearing the age of thirty, and you haven't been to the eye doctor. I have a few years until I'm thirty. A few years. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem um well i don't you know, even yeah go ahead yeah he's not here oh yeah 
Wow. It's 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 as if we were going on without him. Luke. Luke. I got some blue milk in here for you. No. We <laughs> we didn't forget about him. He's just not present. You know, good Luke Elder. Uh, not in house with us tonight. Not via Skype. Um, he's Holly. He's also been discovered by the Empire, like we were. I know. He, I it, don't know how it keeps happening. It keeps happening. We. I mean, but that's that's what happens to the rebellion, right? Like they have to keep relocating, and that's what we're doing. That's what Luke's doing. Mm-hmm. He's 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 pulling a Brent, and he's probably going to find a new Sith home world. You I don't think, know. You think Luke's on the dark side? Do you really think that? I don't know. You should text him. Do we them. really know Luke? You should text him and say, since you're not here tonight, we need to know. Dark side or light side? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a dark side to Luke. I haven't I seen it know. yet. Ever. Like, not once. Would it be like... Like, the nicest guy. Yeah. But you know who else was really nice and still had a little bit of darkness? No. Ray. Ooh, yeah. No, you see dark Luke like dark Ray. And not yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, no. It, so who does Luke most resemble in Star Wars? Is it Ray? Hmm. Is it Ben Solo? Mm-mm. No. Why? Because you think he needs to work a little more on his pectorials? <laughs> no, no. I don't think that Luke is anything like Ben Solo because Ben Solo okay. turns into Kylo Ren, and you already have to have a certain disposition. I think. When what's that? To go full dark side. Like, like, not great boyfriend material? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, who does Luke most resemble? That's a great question. I want to know who, like... I feel like it's Ray. I think you nailed it. I think so. I think so, I too. Think so. I want to know who my Star Wars alter ego would be. Oh, God. I don't Probably think we can like... have that conversation on the air. <laughs> I don't think we can have that on the air. Probably, like, somebody really obnoxious, like Hondo. Yeah. No. No, I could see a little bit of Hondo with a little bit of Ninth Sister. I'm just kidding. She is like. I'm not appearance wise, but. The largest, <laughs> most aggressive, aggressive. large yeah. person. Absolutely. No, I don't think so. No. Maybe personality wise. If I could like embody Marin. Okay. That would be great. She's yeah. still my favorite. I could see you playing in the dark arts and being but a sorceress. She, yeah, I but, could see that. Yeah, absolutely. She still has a good heart. She does. Mm-hmm. The only night sister out there that probably does. Listen. Yeah. Dabbling in sorcery would probably be a real thing that I would do. And yeah. Well, also, and yeah. Every time we take Chewie out on a walk, how many toads do we find? Toads love me. And you touch That's, them. That's, I mean, witchcraft. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know it's disgusting. Uh, that's a habit she's not going to break. But, uh, Holly, I'll tell you who Luke isn't in Star Wars, and that's Trilla. Well, yeah. The second sister. Yeah. I'm still, Holly, on that Fallen Order high. You haven't come down yet. I haven't come down from the high. I'm still in it, and it was amazing. Did you have a Fallen Order dream last night? I, I know I had a panic dream and uh, it wasn't like I was running through a Jedi temple <laughs> or being chased by uh, an inquisitorious or inquisitor inquisitorious. That's a, that, that's, that's what they call the program. I think. Yeah. Like the inquisitor Academy. I think so. God, pick up a book, Holly. Jesus. I'm learning so much. That's okay. 
That's okay. okay. I'm here to educate you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's scary. Mansplain this to uh, me. Let me mansplain the inquisitorious. That sounds borderline sexual. It, so- <laughs> it doesn't sound good. No. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So if it wasn't if it wasn't about fallen order, then yeah. what are you still in your high about? It was just I know we had we had a an epic like hour and a half conversation, you know, Saturday morning for our Patreon folks. Um, so if you're interested in getting some of that kind of exclusive content, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Some fun things that Holly and I are getting into, not just doing podcasts, but like if you want to see the true Holly Walton in rare form, go join Patreon and watch us playing racer. Um, <laughs> that's what it's like driving in the car with Holly. Not true. Today was one of those days. Today was one of those days. It was people pulling into a church. They were late for their service, and they're flipping us off. They're freaking out. They're laying on their horns, and it's like pod yeah. racing with Holly. Good God-fearing people. Amen. The good God-fearing people of Columbus, Ohio. Amen. That's right. And it was, oh my gosh, that was that was intense. But that's that's the kind of content you're going to get there. So if, you want, <laughs> if you're interested in that, go check that out. I but, still can't believe that. Anyway. Yeah. That's different podcast. That's the Holly and Mike show. Like, that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, which, hey, coming soon. Um, but, uh, so <laughs> check it out on Apple Podcasts here soon. But, um, no, I'm still on that high, Holly, because... How did it take me six months to finish that game? Okay, so like literally every single week it was, Michael, yeah. have you finished Fallen Order yet? Yeah. Michael's like, I'm so bored. It's not like I didn't have enough reminders. That's no. for sure. You, no. Rob, Rob, all of our listeners. Yeah. Basically the whole world. I know. The universe was trying to tell you to finish it. They were. But now you did. It you was. did it. They were. It was. It's one universe. It's one universe. But uh, it was... So fulfilling. And I don't want to go to the whole conversation because we had it for our patrons. But Second Sister is one of my favorite villains. Michael has like all time. a huge <laughs> Star Wars crush on Trilla. I, it, was, I, it was her introduction to the game. I was like, who the hell is this? This <laughs> chick is going to mess some stuff up. And yeah. And she did. I'm not getting any spoilers. This is a spoiler-free Fallen Order discussion. Okay. <laughs> so basically it ends now. Pretty much. But well, she was, so that she, the introduction of her, I'm loving these new characters we're getting. We're going to talk about some new characters here in a bit as well. But I, I, she was a huge, just the mystery behind the mask. A mask is just so effective in Star Wars. You know, sometimes I can't understand people when they're talking. That's true. But subtitles. this is a little different. This had subtitles, yeah. which was extremely helpful. Um, but she's just, I don't know. It was awesome. I need to know more about Trilla. I didn't get enough story. But I will say, I did read the five-issue um, uh, Fallen Order comic line. You didn't, have, you didn't get to read it yet? No. Little bit of little bit of Second Sister. What? I won't spoil it. I was going to say, was she in there? She was. Okay. It goes back in time. It goes to current time. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Oh, I wish I had read it because I feel like we could have talked about it. I'll have we to will. read it. We will. Okay. We will. But so I was, I mean... <sighs> Cal has a fantastic story. We got exactly what I wanted. I was predicting we were going to get what we got in this game, and I was so satisfied with it, and I love the Inquisitors we got. I love seeing the the big old Ninth Sister. I thought that was awesome. And obviously the ending is epic, but Holly, is there anything specifically that you – you finished it as well recently. I did. What, what, what specifically, and, you know, in a very short, you know, time. In 140 characters or less. A tweet. 
A tweet. A tweet, yeah. What would you tweet about it? Um, I would just... Fire emojis? <laughs> yes. It would yeah. literally just say Marin with a bunch of fire emojis. <laughs> but they'd say she uses witchcraft, not fire. So maybe some like... Green fire. Is there fire. a spell emoji? Yeah, there's a crystal ball. Oh, perfect. Marin. <laughs> with fire. Crystal ball... Fire. Did you say green fire? Yeah, is there one? green fire. No, oh. there, there's a virus emoji, but that's oh. different. Is that new though? I don't know. You type in virus on the iPhone, it pops up. Gross. Okay, anyway, phrasing. Um, <laughs> it would say Marin, crystal ball, probably a star, the fire emoji, okay. the skull and crossbones. Wow. And dead. like is that is that you saying like it, I'm dead it's so awesome or like <laughs> she's kind of dead? No. Oh. I don't know. That's just me saying badass and emojis, I guess. Cool. That's cool. That's interesting cuz Marin had a very a smaller part of the story, but the, she was awesome. Yeah, why was she my favorite? I, I think small stories can have huge effect, and it did, obviously. That was a good one. Small yeah. stories have huge effects. You That's were right. absolutely right. Size of story doesn't matter, Holly, okay? Size matters. It's the motion of the story. Not the ocean. That's right. Okay. So if you want to check out our full discussion at length, um, also, Holly, the score... <laughs> The soundtrack, where is it coming? I It needs to happen. We found some clips of just the soundtrack on YouTube. Amazing. I almost burst into tears before that podcast. Yeah. So that it was. It was emotional. Because I, I, I tend to not listen while I'm playing because I'm so focused on like, where's the next crate? <laughs> and I blow past that too. But uh, what an epic game, an epic conclusion. And I'm so looking forward to more Fallen Order. Cannot wait. Absolutely. Um, Holly, but we do have some. Star Wars things to discuss some some new stuff. Um, we did actually uh, Del Rey and and the Star Wars publishers have been gracing us with teasers of these novels lately, and it's been fantastic. And I think with things being delayed a little more there uh, with COVID, they're a little more generous in kind of giving us some teasers to hold yeah. us off until uh, the the actual um, uh, thing is published. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- yeah, this is like. What, like, the third excerpt that we've gotten from a novel that's coming out this fall, right? Yeah. Supposedly Thrawn's coming out in September. September but 1st. Yeah. So we, we got the prologue to Thrawn Chaos Rising. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, Holly, to have you read this prologue because you haven't read the, 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 yeah. pr- the prior Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. So, so m- understandably, you're kind of like, what the hell's I have no happening? idea what's happening. I think I probably could have listened to it twice. Actually, okay. So I'm going to say this. Yeah, if you on. listen to the book club, you probably Let's already go. know this because I say this every single time. Come on. I will try to listen to audiobooks and I just can't do it. Can't I do have it. such a hard time doing it. When we were reading Bloodline, I listened to the audiobook and then I would like read a couple chapters after that. And yeah. then I would try to pick back up where I left off with the audio. It's do just it. it's just don't do it. So we were listening to the um, the audiobook yeah. version with Mark Thompson, which is yeah. fantastic. But I, my only experience with Thrawn is really from Rebels, yeah, which I really love. Absolutely, Thrawn. I mean, Thrawn has one of the best lines in the entire show. Absolutely. So it's actually not absolutely; it's fascinating. Fascinating, he says. That's but, right. <laughs> um. So that's really all I know of Thrawn. I don't yeah. really know Thrawn outside of that. I know when you 
read the last Thrawn books that came out, you really mm-hmm. enjoyed them. Yeah. I think that a lot of people have really enjoyed them. So I think I need to read those to catch up on it. Well, it, it, the prologue, it shows you exactly uh, how uh, um, Timothy Zahn writes all of these Thrawn books. He's so detailed and so meticulous and so specific and almost to a fault sometimes because I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot for me, especially in this prologue he's throwing out. I mean, I could pull up now, but just these these references to the Chiss ascendancy, like yeah. what we would think is like the 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 aristocrats. He calls them the, the I don't even remember what he calls well, them. Well, it's but. it's hard when you don't have a lot of context. Not a lot of context, exactly. Yeah. And we don't know a lot about the Chiss ascendancy. All we know is from what we've heard about them in the prior Thrawn books that are canon now. Right. Um. So. I felt bad throwing you into that and saying, hey, let's talk about this prologue because I know you haven't read any other stuff and I know this prologue doesn't really tell you a whole lot and it's Timothy's on writing. It's it's a little dense or whatever. I think but, it was um, it was a lot. Yeah. When this is the first that other than the Rebels I've heard of Thrawn, there were yeah. a lot of names. There are a lot of yes. names being thrown out. Yeah. So it was hard when you're listening to it being read to you. It's hard to like keep track of who's who and yeah. – I am a very visual learner, and so I like that's part of the reason why I like prefer to read it on paper. Yeah, and so like I try to picture these people in my head, which is also very hard. It is when <laughs> phrasing. Wow, when they're all like different species and yeah, no, it's it, it is, and it's just there's just so much to it, and that's that's why we may have to have Holly read the the uh, the first Tron. 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 I mean, also great. <laughs> Tron's great as well, but the the original Tron trilogy, trilogy. There you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's too many T's. There's too many TRs. The tongue twister. The tongue twister. The Thrawn trilogy. Um, because what I loved, the Thrawn is such a. I don't know. He's such an intellect, and he's he's so masterful in everything mm-hmm. that he does. He's, he really he's a is. tactician. Yeah. And what's great is that, you know, I don't want to spoil any of the books for Holly, but like he comes up through the ranks of the Empire and he's not really respected by those around him. Uh, there's obviously some 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 issues in the Empire with um, humans not respecting alien races. And even if they're humanoid, like they're lesser, there's a lot of that going on. But, you know, he's a smart guy and it takes a lot, you know, for him to rise up in the ranks and, and it is all his really his doing. Um, and I thought that was fascinating. And I think that's a lot of why we appreciate Thrawn, mm-hmm. even if he does bad things, um, you still admire him. You admire his patience. You admire the thought that he puts into his decision-making. And what I found fascinating about this prologue as, as short as it was, is something very similar to how I was feeling about that original trilogy. So in this prologue, you guys should check it out. Um, we're, you know, right into it. We, there's an attack on the Chiss Ascendancy on the, in their home planet, um, and they really don't know what's going on. The Chiss, you know, aren't often attacked, um, so this is fairly unique, but it's not even that aggressive of attack. They put it down pretty easily, and we're introduced to these you know, these nine families and this, this, um, God, I don't, what would you call it, Holly? Uh, like a 
it's not it's not like a monarchy, but there's like these aristocrats and these yeah. families who kind of run everything, I guess. They're just they're the respected mm-hmm. nobles who are the say, decision makers. I would say nobles because when we were listening to it, it kind of reminded me of how um like in Bloodline you have the senators, but you also have like the nobles, the elders, yeah. who like it's a different kind of respect. Yeah. It's kind you know, it's like they maybe don't hold so much power, but they still can give their input and everything that they say is respectable and people yeah. listen to them. And like, if you're not one of those families, then you're almost kind of a nobody. Yeah. And and so <laughs> there's this attack and, and they want answers. They want immediate answers. And that's how you can tell they're, they're, they, they come from the big names, the money, they, they want immediate answers. Now, why can't we figure this out? Like this, you know, we have, we have bodies, we have their, their ships. We know who these people are. Like, what is it that they want? And, uh, the, the commander there, uh, he's, they call him the Supreme general or something like yeah, that. The general. I, what's his, do you recall Bakif. his name? Akif. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, seems a little annoyed with these folks. Right. And he's, he's, he wants to get to the bottom of things, but he knows, you know, it's not going to be that simple and that there's more to this attack than it's just, you know, them trying to infiltrate, you know, the Chiss and, and, and dominate or take over. It seems it why, like, why are they doing this? Um, he's not so much focused on the who, who has done it. Um, it, it's why are they doing it? And it's fascinating that he calls up at the time. I think he's a Supreme captain, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce Thrawn's real name, <laughs> Mithrandu. Um, but it comes from the family of the myth. It sounds like they just uh-huh. kind of abbreviate that. So I, I love that we're, we're calling him up to solve a puzzle here. We're going to see, you know, young Thrawn and his, his, his tactic, tactical mind and, and, and his, his thought process play out at a younger age. It's going to be fantastic amongst his people. Now, what I found fascinating about this is that it sounds like, you know, it's going to be a very similar story to his rising in the ranks of the empire. They mentioned that, that Thrawn comes from no name, mm-hmm. a no name family. I thought that was one of the biggest pieces of this prologue. He comes from a no name family. He's got something to prove. And it doesn't sound like these nobles respect him very much. Holly, were you kind of getting that impression? Um, first of all, I want to say, going back to when, um, you know, all of the families are trying to have a conversation with the general about yeah. what happened. And like you said, they were so into who had done this. Yeah. And I think... I just like when I was listening to that, I was like, these people are so entitled. Yes. They even have a speaker yeah. for like each of their families. Yeah. Like they just, I don't know, that kind of like drove me nuts. I was like, these people are so entitled. And that that's like one of the things that they say. He keeps saying like one of the speakers keeps saying like a name. We need a name. And yeah. the general's like trying to walk them through like, okay, so this happened to that. And they're like, we don't care. We just want to know who so we can punish them. Yeah, they're definitely not into an investigation. No, they are not. It, um, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> um, but I kind of, it kind of felt to me like they're all very suspicious of each other. Absolutely. So I kind of got the feeling that, yeah, you have this outside enemy, presumably, who's attacking them. I don't know. I feel like in this excerpt, they kind of 
think maybe it is somebody inside, maybe it's somebody outside, but then they're so suspicious of each other and each other's motives and who has more power. And then when you start hearing about Thrawn, who's like a no name, it's like, well, we're maybe not suspicious of him, but like, why do we need to include him Mm -hmm. in this? Because we should have all the resources here that we need and he shouldn't matter. And and they mention a, 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 uh, what do they call it? An incident or an operation that he was participating in against some pirates. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they, they mentioned that there was some political upheaval because of that. And I, I, who knows what it is. I'm sure we'll learn more about it, but, it's almost just like Thrawn has to kind of go in and do the dirty work. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if maybe there's some tactics that, you know, Thrawn is using at a younger age that he's, I I would like to actually see Thrawn kind of grow up. What we call this a coming of age for Thrawn (laughs) trilogy. A coming of age. I I, I don't know. I I, kind of, because he's always, I mean, you see vulnerabilities of, of Thrawn in Rebels and definitely in the Thrawn trilogy, but I don't know. I kind of want some more of that. I want to see him fail a little more and get to the point where he was where we see him in um, the first Thrawn book, but it just it, it seems like he's kind of doing the dirty work, and whatever he's doing, it, people don't really like how he gets the job done. He get he just gets it done, and he's kind of doing it for them, and they don't have to really think about it, which is whatever, but... Um, so I, I, I'm just going to be fascinated to see him amongst his own people and how he navigates that because the empire to him was so foreign. Politics were so foreign to him. And so it seems like he's not going to get in in, in any of that here or either the politics are, are just that different from where he's from. But, I mean, you have these nobles. I mean, the empire isn't that different um you obviously have palpatine at the top but then you have vader and you have all these different people he needed to appease to and governors and things like that um but it's just, it's just different for him so it'll be interesting to see the inner workings of the chiss and um what is this threat i know people some people are speculating that it's the grisks that we heard about um in the prior uh Thrawn trilogy and I think I haven't read, you know, the Black Spire novels or, or any any of that. I think they're even referenced there. Um but you know, some people call them the replacements for the Yuzen Vong. I, that's a bit of a stretch. Um I think just how unknown they are and how mysterious and that some of the taxi- tactics that they use are reminiscent of the Yuzen Vong, but it's not like they're these just, you know, they only use these organic ships and, and all that. But there's a lot of merit to that comparison, though, because if you recall in the Thrawn trilogy, um, and this is a spoiler, Holly, we talked about it a little earlier, but, I mean, the Gris were even, you know, undermining the Republic at one time, offering the Separatists, like, weapons that could help fight the Jedi with these lightsaber, you know, um, uh or they could stop lightsaber attacks. Like there was this, it was a mining facility making this cortosis, whatever it was. And then they were using weapons and shields with it. Um, so they have technologies that could fight the Jedi, which that makes you think like, are we going to see them in, you know, in the high Republic? Like, what is this threat? The Nile, is it similar to the Nile? Are they working together? Like who knows? We just don't know a lot about them. Um, so people are kind of suspecting that this is them. We're going to get to know them a little more. But, I mean, even in the the original Thrawn trilogy, and I say the original Thrawn trilogy, not the ones from the 90s, uh, but the ones from a few years ago. Um, but it, he doesn't know a lot about them 
either. Like people call them nomads and he's not too sure. Like, are they actually nomads? I'm pretty sure they have a home world, but like, so he really doesn't know a whole lot about them. So I'm not certain that that's actually who we're dealing with here, but you're saying we'll Thrawn doesn't know a whole lot. Yes. About, okay. Well, people don't in general, but Thrawn even second guesses what people say they know about them. Cause they're just kind of mysterious. People don't know a lot about them. They just kind of hang back and monitor situations when there's an opportune moment to strike, they do it. Um, so this kind of tactic here seems like it could be them, but who knows? But doesn't that also seem a little bit fishy that like these ships would come in and they were so yeah. easily destroyed? Like it seems like if the Grisks were gonna Gris Grisks Grisks yep like G R I S K G R Y S K S yeah Grisks yeah okay it seems like if they were actually serious about attacking the Chiss then they would have actually attacked them right. And that's, and that's, yes, I mean, it's supposedly they can win with overwhelming force and, and just kind of overcome enemies, and, and that obviously isn't what was happening here, but they're also known to kind of, you know, be a little mischievous and, 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 and um, create diversions and things mm-hmm. like that, so it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't put put it past the grist to, to do something like this, to set up a diversion, and that's what this Supreme General, or whatever he's called, Seems to th- he seems to think that that's what's going on. So we need to find out like something. There was something else going on at the time of this attack, and we need to figure out what that was. It seems like it was a distraction, a diversion of sorts. Um, so he calls up Thrawn from the med bay. Apparently, Thrawn got hurt. We don't see Thrawn get hurt very often, and apparently, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. I just I love that Thrawn doesn't come from one of the nine families. I love that he's just a no name that works his way to the top. And that's, it's what all great, you know, characters in Star Wars do, right? I mean, I mean, Anakin. Yeah. Ray. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Uh, yeah. Or whatever you're wearing. Sure. Um, but just Jen Urso, like all these people just having these moments and, and Thrawn is right up there with them. Um, and that's, that's why I love Thrawn, you know, it, <laughs> he's just i don't know it's he's a fish out of water sometimes and it's amazing and then he shocks people with with how genius he is um so i'm curious to see like is he that different from his people like is he just is he a unique character within his own people like he just he might be um or is you know thrown a dime a dozen i don't know or is thrown a skywalker is it just another race story? Well, don't 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 start <laughs> that conversation because people you know with this the prior trilogy we're speculating that Thrawn was a little force sensitive. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And uh, pretty sure we came out and said, "Nah." Yeah, he's I don't. Not. I don't think that Thrawn is force sensitive. Yeah. But that's just me, I guess. To each their own. But it, at I, least but, not in the sense that we understand it, right? But maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't put it past Timothy Zahn to mm-hmm. write in. Like, since we're getting his backstory, find out where he came from anyway at some point or something. Because I feel like that's a very Star Wars thing to do is, oh, here's a nobody. Oh, just kidding. They're not nobody. They're actually actually a Palpatine. Right. Thrawn (laughs) is a Palpatine. Oh, wow. He was. Yeah. Palpatine was out there, I guess. Getting it done. Getting it done in the the Unearned Regions, for that matter, apparently. Phrasing. Yeah. Seri- wow. God, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> also a phrasing. Wow, that was a really good one, Holly. Thanks. 
But I don't know. I I haven't read any of the Thrawn books again, so I guess I need to do that because I actually don't think I've read anything by Timothy Zahn, so I'm not really sure get what ready. kind of Big sci-fi style. guy. Big sci-fi okay. guy. Yeah, so get ready for the specifics and, and the... I mean, the, the prologue says it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... It's everything's overly complicated and, and it's a dense read. And that's but I'll great. I'll tell you guys what, this is going to be a good fall for the book club. If we're Come not going to be able to go anywhere, we go. might as well read some freaking Star Wars books. I mean, yeah. And can I say, I, I'm, I'm going through Alphabet Squadron right now. How's that going? Really tough to read. Is it hard? Yeah. Phrasing? Yeah. Really tough to read. I just, I, I want, I, I enjoy aspects of it. I just don't know if Alexander Freed is my Star Wars writer. That's fine. I tried to give the original Battlefront book a shot and I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I'm gonna finish this one though, so I can do Shadows Fall. Got a lot to do. Got a lot to read. A lot of catching up to read. You know what else we just bought? Yeah. Uh Queen's Peril. Queen's Peril. A nice young adult novel that Michael will be able to blow through. There you go. Absolutely. That'll be a good one to read. Absolutely. I still have to read Queen's Shadow, so You do? You'll blow I through. It. That. Yeah. I have a lot on my list of books to read. It's a good thing we have lost the time to do it. So much time to do it. Um, so many, so many things, so many options, so many books out there right now. Um, Star Wars really turning it up, and I'm excited about this, guys. You know, I, I did enjoy the Thrawn trilogy. I, I really do. As 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 much as you know, um, oh God, why is it, Timothy's on? His name just just uh, uh, escaped me, Holly. But you got there. As 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 you know, as as unique as his writing is, and as how sci-fi focused it is, and, and and specific, I still enjoy it. It's a great story. Um, not such a big fan of the 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 Anakin and uh, Padme part of the second book. Not my favorite, but that's okay. But this is exciting. I cannot wait to see Thrawn in his. In his realm and how he navigates the the Chiss society there and 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 uh, yeah, I'm just excited to learn more about him. Um, it's gonna it's gonna I think be very apparent why it was um, not so hard for him to leave the Chiss and transition to the Empire. Well, it was. Oh, it was, was it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he had to learn basic and everything. Like well, he he couldn't even very, like he couldn't speak very well. Now all the haters are going to come after. No, me. no, no, <laughs> no. It's it's it. What's amazing is how well he navigated it for being a fish out of water and not yeah. being respected and having to 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 you know knock heads with Vader and and all these big names in the Empire, um, and you know looking to his home world first, like as much as he was dedicated to the empire, he was looking out for his people as well. And that's pretty much kind of the whole point of doing this is to better understand the empire. Um, are they a threat? You know, what other threats are there out there? What do they know? It was to better understand things to protect his home world. So, but it is, it's insane how he moved up there and gained the trust of the emperor when he could have been a threat to them. Um, but it seems like he's also kind of a fish out of water in his home world. So it's like, he doesn't seem to fit in. The people don't seem to respect him, but he gets the job done. Like I, I can't wait to see those interactions. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting stuff. So looking forward to that guys. If you want to check out the pro- prologue there, just go to the star Wars.com and they have it there available on the website. Holly, we've been knocking out a lot of star Wars fallen order. I mean, we've been watching the movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you sick of star Wars yet? Um, I, um, no Star not. Wars burnout. Right, yeah, no Star Wars burnout. Well, thank God, because uh, today, guys, uh, here recently, Solo is now on Disney+. Plus. Do I own it on Blu-ray? Yes. 
Do I go and watch it on Disney Plus? Absolutely. You know, to support the Make Solo to Happen campaign. Are you apparently people are just putting it on repeat to just tell Disney, hey, we want this second movie. Is that really a thing it's that's a happening? Thing. It's a campaign. I yeah. saw Star Wars Newsnet has a whole like make solo to Yeah, happen they're definitely a part of it. Yeah. Thing, but I don't here's the okay. Come on. Here's the thing. I don't think that a solo two is yeah. necessary. I yes. don't think that a sequel to Han's solo story yeah. is necessary because we have the original trilogies Absolutely. and then we have this or the original trilogy and then we have the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Those are solo. Those that's the solo story. Absolutely. I think that what I want is um, something that follows Kira. Yeah. Holly, it's, it's like you read the transition right out of my mind. It's like you read my transition right out of my mind. Cause we, I watched solo today. Also watched The Force Awakens. Two great movies. Um, but we mentioned Solo in a, in a recent discussion with our, our casual counsel talking about, um, you know, best climaxes or whatever it was, you know. Uh, <laughs> wow. If you can recall it, folks, you know, I put mean, it in the comments. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. You're, you're going to share your favorite climax, Holly? No. Okay. This stuff just writes itself. It does. It writes itself. But so we, we went through that list, you know, Screen Rant, you know, put out that list of, of all the movies and put them in order from least to greatest of the, of the best climax or like kind of the best ending, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, I can't really recall where we had Solo, but we mentioned, I know I mentioned kind of some of the reasons why I don't expect that we're going to get another Solo movie. Um, and, and some of the reasons, you know, are exactly what you said. Like, we know Han and Chewie are going to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. We know what eventually becomes of that. Now, would I love to see Han and Chewie making some gains on Tatooine and, you know, having some run-ins with Lando again? Cool. Yeah. That would be fun. I'm down. Show him, you know, meeting up with the Huts and talking with Jabba. Why does he owe him so much money? Like, yeah. like I'm okay with that. I Right? Not in the movie. You're not okay with it at all. I think that that would make a really great comic line. Really great. Is it already line. a comic line? No. Okay, so I think that not that, that I'm would, aware of. See, that would be really great content yeah. for a comic. I think that yeah. that would be very entertaining. I think it could be really funny yep. and fun to read. A couple games of Sabak, like yeah, down. Don't need it in a movie. Though. Don't need it in a movie. But what would make a great solo two esque uh-huh. film? Yes, like you said, Holly, could be Kira. And then it wouldn't right? even be Solo. It would be Kira. Kira. A Star Wars story. <laughs> um, and, and that's what we want to talk about here for a little bit, guys. You know, it, it's Solo's out on Disney Plus, And it just got us thinking, like, what, what, are, what are some of the best stories there in Solo? Because it is, it is a familiar story. You got Chewbacca. You got Han. Even though, you know, they're different. You know, Han Solo is not Harrison Ford. It's, it's, it's still that character story. Yeah. And it's still driving the main story. But, you know, Kira... And uh, Infus Nest, I, I think two huge additions to Star Wars. And I think we said it was a tragedy that we likely won't get more from these characters, at least in a movie or a television series, yeah. because of its performance at the box office. Yeah. But, but you mentioned Kira, Holly. Why was she one of the best stories out, out of out of Solo? You know, I think that something that Star Wars has a history of doing is introducing you to these 
strong female characters and then nothing comes of them, which I yep. think is extremely disappointing. Yeah. Star Wars, you you can't sit here and say that Star Wars doesn't have many women in it because yeah. it does. Yeah. But the lack of the stories behind these women is that's what's disappointing. And so mm-hmm. I think that we have Kira who you can call it a love story, but she very clearly like doesn't need Han Solo yep. in that moment. She knows right. that she has something else that she needs to do. She kind of worked her way up through Crimson Dawn to be one of the highest mm-hmm. levels of, I don't want to say the crime em- employment, but, <laughs> but I love guess. That. <laughs> Let's call it employment. That's what it okay. is. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, she, I mean, she's like Dryden Voss's right-hand woman, That's right. right? Let's go. And Top lieutenant. Whatever things she did to get there, we know were super jacked up. Whatever it was. We don't, we don't really know. But we want to know. Yeah. We need to know. Yeah. And then he took her from a bad situation, and yeah. now she's doing all these things. She's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. She's very independent. Yeah. She's a little bit funny. She's yeah. very confident. Yeah. And I feel like all of those are great qualities for driving a really good storyline yeah. for a strong female character. Yeah. This 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 isn't as similar as it is to Leia's story and the qualities that you know, Leia uses her beauty. She uses her intelligence. She uses her wealth. She uses her prestige. She uses all aspects of what she's got going on to accomplish a task. In that regard, very similar to Kira. Very similar to Kira. But Kira came from Corellia. Mm-hmm. She was a scum rat. Mm-hmm. That girl came up from nothing. Nothing. We saw that in Most Wanted. We saw that in Solo. And she does whatever it takes. No matter how dirty it is, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know. Like, I, I don't think she was giving sexual favors or something to, to no, Dryden Voss, but it's like no. she's probably out there killing people. I think that's exactly what she was doing. She's done un, unforgivable mm-hmm. things, Dryden said. Plus, <laughs> she's very confident in how she talks to other criminals about yeah. the spice trade and yeah. business. I mean, yeah. I... I truly think that she is a very good businesswoman. Absolutely. Whatever her business may be. Yeah, murdering people. Drugs. Drugs. Spice. It's fine. Coaxium. There it is. It's, but it, it is. And so it's, it's an intriguing story though. It is. And we're probably never going to get it. And that's why it's so tragic because there's so, there's so much story to be told there. Yeah. From her youth on to where she meets Han, but like. From the moment she's captured in Solo to where they are years later after he joins the Academy, gets, you know, his ass handed to him there and, and, and everything that's happened up to a point where they run into each other. There's a lot of story. You don't go from being, you know, a, a, a someone on Corellia with nothing. To reaching out to Darth Maul and setting up some yeah. rendezvous. Yeah. No way. Come on. That's... And that's that's what that's what tells me that will be successful yeah. because Darth Maul was such a successful yeah. story, right? One of my other favorite Star Wars characters. You, I think you just enough, like the baddies. I think I do. That have horns. No, although yeah. I did oh, here see, it comes. No, I did see um, an article today that oh gosh, I'll have to. I forget who it was who wrote it. I forget where I saw it, but it showed the. Um, 
artist concept art for yeah. or like concept drawings for what they wanted Darth Maul to look like yeah. in yeah. Solo. And some of them are just crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what was that? Um, Tal, wait, what was that? Spider Legs? Yeah, what yeah. was his name? Anyway. Oh, Tor Valor. Tor Valor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they they had, like, one of the images of Darth Maul. It was, like, you know, I mean, from the waist up, Darth Maul. He oh, yeah. had a weird spear. He didn't yeah. have his double-bladed lightsaber. And then he had those Tal, what was it? What's his name? Torvalum. Torvalum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the legs, yeah. I don't know. It was creepy. Well, that's, but that's, and the Clone Wars in the comics, that he had, he had, it's almost as if he just took all this junk around yeah. him and made legs it's for like, himself. It really was like he yeah. went to a junkyard yeah, and was absolutely. like, what can I use? Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. And so can you imagine if somebody as cunning and crafty as Kira, like if we got a story where she really did mm-hmm. join forces with Darth Maul mm-hmm. or that's the story that I would yeah. like to see, but whatever she needs him for, I don't know. Yeah. But can you imagine that team? Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, that's what's cool too, because we don't know much about their interactions, but the, the, the quick, you know, few seconds we get with Maul when he's talking to her, you know, they obviously know each other well. And he says, we're going to be working even a lot more closely, like going forward. Yeah. And, yeah, what were those interactions before then? But then, what are those interactions after we right. leave the yacht? Like, right. you, there's two separate stories there that could be amazing, like, crime syndicate, like... Syndicate. I, I love it. I don't know what else to say. But, like, <laughs> it just... The, the kind of the, the scum of, of Star Wars that is so fascinating yeah. and that, you know, isn't explored... Mm-hmm enough on the big screen i think we don't we really you know we we get the fantastical jedi stories and things like that but and i think that i'm glad that you brought that up that those are two stories because i definitely would not want them to be blended into like one movie or maybe a tv show one season would be like pre dryden voss or like up to the return of han solo and then the second season maybe like post Han Solo yeah in the movie if we're going by like timeline I don't know like what else to call that timeline but I just I also feel like Kira would I just feel like she has her own agenda yeah and I don't I think that she is that character who would use Maul she's also an opportunist and she sees but so is he and that's what would be epic the two of them obviously competing for power but like working together to build the syndicate but here's here's what I would like to see I would like to see Kira needs something from Maul yeah her to get him to trust her because she was working for Dryden Voss and she showed like that she wasn't into what he was doing ultimately. And yeah. she's like, look, like we can work together. Like, I feel like we are views are a little more aligned. Absolutely. But then her agenda actually doesn't really align with his. She's just using him for something mm-hmm. and then something big happens and they just split ways. Yeah. But like dramatically. Oh, like in a lightsaber battle. Like he teaches her to make a what laser is, sword. What is she? No, she doesn't need one of those though. Terrace Cassie. Yes, yeah, she's very, well very skilled. Absolutely. Yeah, that's also super cool. Yeah, and and the other the other thing is too is just like on that yacht when she tells Han, "I'm right behind you." 
Is she leaving to protect Han? Or has something switched in Kira? Or is it something that's always been there? Is this her desires at this point? I've got that taste for power now. There's the boss man. I see my shot. I'm going to take it. Are you asking me? Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> is, is she actually a good person who's now made the decision to give up her love, Han Solo, to protect him, to take the focus off of him, join Maul, do whatever needs to be done, or is it, oh, I've got this lust for power now, which would be a very tragic story, and I'm down for it to go that way. I'm down for her to be a terrible, <laughs> shitty person. I don't think that she's a terrible, shitty person. Yeah. I think that... That's our two shitties, by the way. Three shitties now. Um, you just keep for saying For the podcast, it. yeah. Okay, I think... I don't think that she's a bad person. I just think that she probably has some sort of plan before Han Solo showed up. Yeah. And I think that he just expedited what she already wanted to have happen, and Ooh. she just kind of went with that, and it worked. Because yeah. I think that... <sighs> I don't know. I just I mean, that was an epic speech she gave Dryden Voss while fighting him. Oh, it it's was. as if she'd been pr- practicing yeah. that, like you know what, I'm your weakness, and she's known that all along. And this just didn't happen, like you said, right on the. I'm going to save Han. It's like no, you've been thinking about this for a long time. Now's my opportunity to take him out. But I also think the Han complicated it because oh, it's a compli- I, it's a complicated relationship, Holly. If they were on Facebook, it would be complicated. Complicated, for AF. sure. Listen, yeah. I just think that I think that she loves Han. Yeah. And I don't think that anybody can deny that, but yeah. I also think that she knows that there's something bigger that she needs to do. Absolutely. I don't and she wasn't going to let her emotions and her feelings for Han get yeah. in between that. Yeah. And I think that that is something a little bit unusual <laughs> yeah. for this. So I think that that's a super cool thing that we could be able to see. Yeah. Um but I also think that this is something that she had wanted to do for a while and yeah. I, I don't I don't think that anything was going to kind of, you know, have her take a different path. I don't think that she was going to be like, oh, Han's here. And so, like, you know what? I'm just going to ride off into the sunset with him. Yeah. That was never in her plan. And I don't think that she was ever going to up. Really? Really, really. No, I don't think that she's, like, hungry for power. And mm. she's like, I want all of it. So I'm planning to, like, go with Darth Maul now and take him down. Yeah. I don't think that really? that was. I don't think that's her plan either. But okay. I think that she can be persuasive and I think that she's already got it figured out what she wants. Mm-hmm. And so that's the next step. Yeah. And that's, that's what makes it so intriguing. That's what makes it so tragic that we probably won't, you may get a comic book about it, which is fine. I love the comic books, but like the, the things, if any, like Darth Maul proved, proved the point, like a, a character, you know, no one really put a lot of thought into after the Phantom Menace and he comes from nothing from the bottom to the top. That's where Kira was. She just took a different approach. Yeah. And you could have a, you know, you could throw it in something like Clone Wars and tell her story, but I think it's, it's that story is meant for Disney plus that story is meant for television to be able to show that underworld, to be able to show those interactions. That's it's perfect. It's, it's a drama and that's what it needs to be. It needs to be on television, not a, not a movie. Could be lower budget. Put it on a television series. Down. Get uh, gets what's her face? Um, the the actress. I can't remember her name. Who plays her? Yeah. Why are we terrible at this? So you 
I don't think that she would come back for that though. I do. Really? Absolutely. To get you to get to get you a uh, you know a, a product on Disney Plus, absolutely, absolutely. Interesting. I do. Why can't we remember her name? I don't. That's think, embarrassing. I don't think that. I don't know. Well, oh, I think I cool. I would like it if she if she would play that because I think that she really embodied the character of Kira really well. Yeah. I think that she had the right attitude. Um, yep. You know, her acting style is. I mean, we even saw in Game of Thrones like she kind of has that like. Yep. Am I good? Am I bad? Absolutely. Am I just getting what I want? Yeah. You know, is my heart in the right place kind of? Which is why they need to bring her back. Yeah. Bring her back. That could be a fantastic Disney Plus story. And and we, we mentioned Infos Nest even too. Like there's there's just so much story there to be told. And Holly, there was something that I read today. Um, God, I don't know if I can find it. I'm going to find it right now. I found it. Speaking of Infos Nest, did you know that she has something inscribed on her helmet that she wears that was her mother's? Yeah, why don't you tell me what that was? <laughs> her helmet is inscribed with the words, until we reach the last edge, the last opening, the last star, and can go no higher. What? I don't remember any. I, maybe I need me to. Either. I need to look that back up because we just watched the movie today. I don't remember anything being inscribed on her helmet. Can you read that one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Um, it says, "Until we reach the last edge, the last opening, the last star, and can go no higher." You know, do you Come remember on. a few episodes ago we had a conversation yeah. about how? Um, who was it? Dave Filoni, who said yeah. that George Lucas taught him that Star Wars was about hope. Let's go. And I feel like Infant's Nest really is like the embodiment of that hope, yeah. that message that, you know, comes through in all Star Wars mm-hmm. stories. Yeah. I feel like it's really her and the other marauders that really oh, yeah. are the future. You're right. They're the ones that stepped up when their planets were decimated mm-hmm. by the Empire. Yeah. They, 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 they are the body that is the rebellion. And, and I know that we, I need, I still have not read the novelization of Solo, but I know we, we even learn a little more about who she's working with, you know, in the rebellion. Um, but the, there's uh, such a cool story there. Yeah. The article said that you, in the novelization, you learn about what she needed the coaxium for. And yeah. 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 Maybe we should read that. Maybe I'll put that on the book club list. Do you think? Yeah, read a novelization. I think that'd be unique and awesome because I there's too. a lot of juicy stuff in the novels. Yeah. A lot might, of good stuff. Solo might be an interesting one too, because it's yeah. not like one of the actual like trilogy, like one of the trilogy yes. stories. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, absolutely offshoots. So I don't know. I think that that's interesting. I, um, how old is infant's nest? God, Do I, you know, she's young, very young, very young. She's a badass. Picked up the helmet at a very young age. Yeah. And I, there's just, there's so much mystery there with her mother's story. Even the story of all of her companions there that, that are the, uh, the the biker gang. I, I forget what they call them. I don't know. But it's a silly name. I think it's it's, it's really funny. I but, think the last time we watched Solo, I went down like the rabbit hole yes. of reading all about her and her family. And I know that Wikipedia had... So sometimes I don't know where people get this information from. Like oh, yeah. they could be making it up could be and I'd be like, up. oh my God, this is the gospel. <laughs> the gospel according to John. I mean Kira. 
But I'm assuming yeah. we get some of that background, more of that background yeah. in the novelization. Yeah, I think a little bit, but I don't think there's a lot, though. I, I think they want it to be that way, and it's, I don't know. that that We read that article today about Solo after watching it today, and I, I did not know she had anything, you know, inscribed on I her didn't. helmet. I think that's awesome. It's just like she is yet another one of those characters, like it's going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to go out there and steal coaxium from the Empire because this rebellion needs it. Okay, I'm going like, to be yeah. <laughs> really honest. When I first saw the movie in theaters, yeah. I could not understand what her name was. And oh, I, kept, yeah, I was weird. like, infant's nest? Yeah. Like a like a child's like a, yeah. nest? It was yeah. weird. I did. I do not understand where her name comes from. Oh, it, yeah. It sounded like she was trafficking children. Yeah. Let's be honest. What? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little strange. It's a weird name, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, super down. The Cloud Riders. The Cloud Riders. That's who you were thinking yeah, of. Yeah, kind of a silly name. Can't we come up with a better one? Can't we? <sighs> I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, but I, I think there's a, you know, I'm not as interested, you know, after talking about Kira as 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 having a, a Infos Nest story. Though I think if you combine it with her mother and, and the the history of the helmet and what it signifies and, and how her mother passed and all that stuff. I think, I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So I hear your point and I raise you this. Oh Lord. Um, I am very interested in having an infant's nest story well, be continued because a, she's so young. True. B people are terrified of her. They think Marauders. She, right. She is there to kill. Um, she doesn't have any emotions. She doesn't care about yeah. life. You know, she doesn't care about other beings in the galaxy. That must That's the helmet. Because you know what? When she was talking, she seemed like the nicest, chillest person. Mm-hmm. It's got to be that helmet. It's just like, yeah. it takes over. She's a young girl who has a lot of balls. Yeah, and wow. she is not afraid to step up yeah. and lead this rebellion. I thought you were going to say think, teabag somebody. No, and I think... <laughs> And I think that that would be a really amazing story because I think that it's cool that we have Ray. It's great we have Padme, oh, wow. we have Leia. We ha- I thought you were bashing Ray for a second. I was like, "Whoa, stop the podcast!" No, I'm saying yeah. it's cool that we have Ray, we have Padme, we have Leia, we have Kira in the story. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, we just saw. I mean, we even have listeners on the podcast who have told us that their daughters like really look up and idolize yeah. characters like Ray and like Princess yeah. Leia. But this is someone who's a little bit more relatable for them yeah. and a little bit closer to their age. And I just yeah. think that would be such a cool story to get. Like, hey, yeah. if she can do it, if she can be brave and she can stand mm-hmm. up for what she believes in at such a young age, yeah. there's no reason why anybody else can't. Yeah. And I think especially right now with everything that's going on in the country and all the racism yeah. and all the violence that's happening, um, I just think that that is an important story to have. Because yeah. if we're talking about Star Wars being a story of hope, I mean... What better time to have that? Well, and not everyone has force powers. Not everyone yes. has prestige. Not right. everyone comes from wealth. Exactly. And as much as I love Ray, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. as much as I love Leia, one of my favorites, yeah. Like I love that they themselves also take what they have and use everything they can. These are characters that come from nothing. They're normal, everyday nothing. people. Exactly. They're people. They're I mean, not... Like that, you said, force wielders. Exactly. Now, that staff that Infos Nest has, it does some stuff. Can't explain it. Don't know what it is. Uh, must have a little coaxium in that thing. <laughs> but it, it, they, it's it's such a unique story. And that's we don't get a lot of those female stories. We don't. 
you have um, some imperial generals um, that are this way. You have um, Price, who's this way. You have, um, God, I can't remember her name now. But you see, Aftermath, can't remember her name. It's all of the characters that we do have stories like this from are on the bad side. Yeah. They're on the wrong side yeah. of the story. Of history. At, no, but I'm like, don't we want to have these characters fight for the good too? Mm-hmm. And not just only say, hey, you can only do this if you yeah. have a lightsaber and you can use the force. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's great, but how about some of these more everyday people? And I think that I've said this on episodes before. I just like I think that it's so important to see these stories because it's like you don't have to be anybody big like you said. You don't have to be special. You don't have to come mm-hmm. from one of these huge families and have a lot of money and yeah. have a legacy and have a position of power in the Senate yeah. to be able to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Padme's another one like you know, it comes from a wealthy background and, and as a queen and becomes a senator, like has resources, but uses them in a good way. And then died from a broken heart. We can talk about that on another Holly, episode, but Holly, it's a love story. It happens. Nah. Happens. True story. Um, but yeah, so that, wow. Holly, it's, it never fails me. You and I, can talk about anything for hours. I had a whole nother segment to talk about the future of star Wars and how it ain't going to the future. We're going back in time, we're going back in time. And the foreseeable future looks like we're going back in time. It's back to the future. I actually don't recall the premise of the movie. So maybe back to the future. We actually went back in time. Did we not? And yeah, we you know, went back. We're almost dating someone's mother and fifties. Yeah. Um, also, like, what? I mean, if you go to the world between worlds, you really can go back to the future. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that up, Holly, because that's, that's also kind of a, a topical thing okay. right now. Concept. Oh, God. We get a new Star we erase Wars. We the sequel trilogy. No. If I would be out on Star Wars, if, that, if they like canonize that or something, Big I would be like, I'm done. This done. Is, that is, you I'm want to sorry. talk about being done with Star Wars? Boy, I, let's go. That would be the most yeah. ridiculous. Absolutely. I have some strong words about yeah, let's go. certain people who their reasoning behind wanting to We're erase get the into sequel it. trilogy. Yeah. And we don't have to get into it in this episode. To. Not this episode. We'll wait for Luke to come around right. and see what his the voice of thoughts reason. are. But I think that that would be the biggest mistake and the disrespect. That's the right. disrespect to yeah. the actors, Kathleen yeah. Kennedy, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm in general. The writers. The writers. Everybody yeah. on that team. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please. No, I, I couldn't agree more. It's that's going to have to be another episode. I know. We'll have to talk about it. That wasn't even what we were going to talk no. about when talking about the future of Star Wars I went and how off it's on in a the tangent. past. I was telling you yeah. my concept. This is my pitch. I will write EA Games a letter. Okay. I will not because they'll take my idea. Probably. But anyway. Okay. Concept. We have a new Star Wars video game. Mm-hmm. You always start on the little paths in... The world between worlds. Oh my god! And you pick a door, and, and then you're when you come history, out, however, wherever no, you lie. I mean, no, I obviously the writers of the game will only allow mm-hmm. certain things to happen because you know they don't want to mess yeah. anything up, yeah, but or piss everybody else off. Oh yeah, but 
then you just go through the different doors Dangerous. and deal with what's happening. Dangerous Why is that? You don't like that? Because it, cha- it changes the past. It does. It, people can go and tell me that, like, Ezra Pohl and Ahsoka Aller didn't change. It changed things. It just did. It did. And that's, we talked about it in our in our Fallen Order episode. That's why mm-hmm. they'll never make a kind of a choose-your-own-destiny new Star Wars game because it it, it contradicts canon, and it, it just, it, they're not going to do it. Okay, but that's also why they're only doing stuff in the Ooh. past because they're yeah. so scared of the backlash oh, they're going to get from the Star Wars fans. Come on. This isn't my Star Wars. Not my Luke Skywalker. This, that's not my Luke Skywalker. Yeah. This isn't what I want from Star Who cares? Yeah. Oh, my God. Shut yeah. up and just enjoy the freaking story. Right. Or don't. It just don't watch it yeah, then. Just, yeah, just, I don't know. Don't. I just think, I, I personally think the reason why they're going back in time and they're filling in all these other gaps is because they're just scared of the backlash oh, they're going to get from well, people. Well, don't start that conversation now or we'll go another hour, Holly. I thought that's what you want to talk about. Well, not today. Not oh. today. That's that's going to do that's it for That's a teaser us. for next week. That's time, a teaser yeah. for next week. I mean, I, you know, it's, I think it's something that needs to be talked about because, Holly, I watch this stuff and I get upset about it. I know. I watch this stuff and it upsets me. Cancel the sequel trilogy. Get out of here. Get out of here with that stuff. Yeah. Get out of there. Why do we have to go Look, in if, the past in Star Wars? If you're not able to grow and adapt and allow a story to keep going, yeah. then like, what kind of Star Wars fan are you? Yeah. Yeah, sound more like a Star Trek fan. Sound more like a and, baby. And with that, I take my leave. <laughs> um, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. You know, not a whole lot of new Star Wars stuff to talk about, but we are super excited for Thrawn and, and, and three new stories um, from Timothy Zahn. And you know what, Holly? We'll take a freaking, you know, Kira story. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Phrasing. Not phrasing. Oh, my <laughs> God. That was, I think, one of the most disgusting things you've ever said. Are you blushing? I'm no. blushing. The whole listeners are blushing. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that. We'll see you next week. <laughs>